air and <clears throat> online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, today is Tuesday, March the 7th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 816. It's Hour 2 of episode 816 of the show. Again, uh, thank you so much, Lenore Community College, for being the uh, title sponsor of this show. Man, it is. Uh, I noticed you got your Carolina blue on. Uh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> the former, the former class president, uh, senior class president at the University of North Carolina. Let's see, Kenston Teens. I, dude, if we we would literally spend the next fifteen minutes just talking about all the awards and all the accolades, youngest elected official in the is it in the United States or is it in, in North, Carolina? North Carolina? In the state of North Carolina, uh, Kenston City Council, and I, I tell you what, and I'll say what I've said several times, dude. It, it, I'm outside your bubble a little bit, but it's fun. It's been fun watching you since you burst on the scene. Oh my. Oh, dude, almost 10 years ago now, okay? Right. Time is flying. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is flying, dude. But Chris Suggs joining me here. Uh, we've got him here on uh, live in the studio. And I, I prepared you last night, and i got to tell you, Trez is excited that you're uh, part of the show today, awesome. too, because I told him that uh, you were going to be uh, helping me interview. So you got a couple of questions ready for him, right? See, you know all the Carolina stuff. I know nothing about student <laughs> life in Chapel Hill. So that's going to be your department is asking him okay. about student life stuff at Chapel Hill, what do you think? Looking forward to it. That is awesome. Chris Suggs, Kansas City Councilman, uh, joining me here. And I can't believe, dude, I, I keep – dude, I, I'm anal retentive when it comes to this. This is our 816th episode. This is your ninth appearance on the show. But it's been 14 months since you were last on the show, dude. Oh, wow. It was in January. Think about it. everything that was going on in the world yeah. in January 2022. We didn't have a uh, uh, city manager. We didn't have a police chief. There were several other positions that weren't filled, and I remember talking to you about all that stuff then, and here we sit now, 14 months later, all those positions have been filled, and you, you've got to be pleased with what's going on with uh, with what your work and everything that's been going on with the, the Kenston City Council and the city of Kenston. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely pleased. Um, it, it's taken some while to get to this point, but um, I think that was probably my biggest adjustment to being an elected official. You know, being out in the community, I feel like I can make stuff happen pretty good. I can call Brian Hanks up and get a sponsorship for a project, and we can make things happen. But on the city council, you know, bureaucracy is very slow. Yeah. So um, it took some time, but we have a, a great city manager in Rhonda Barrick, police chief in, in Keith Goyette, planning director in Elizabeth Blunt. So we've been able to fill those major key vacancies. And um, I was just sharing with someone how it feels like things are finally smooth sailing. So mm-hmm. um, we're able to focus on some of those bigger, larger ticket items now that we were kind of pushing alongside until we got those vacancies filled. Well, and again, I, listen, I I hope no one's tuning in right now thinking that, oh, Brian Hanks is going to be unbiased, you know, talking to Chris Suggs because screw that dude. I am totally biased <laughs> for Chris Suggs. So, yeah, you, you came on the right show, okay, because uh, I, I, you know what a big fan. And I've been a big fan of you since – like I said, since you burst on the scene, I'd heard a little bit about you. You started Kenston Teens, and it's just been – can you believe – so that was in 2014, right? right? 2014, October 2014. Dude, it'll be nine years this year, dude. Almost half your life yeah. has been spent with Kenston Teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing to just see the way the organization has transformed. 
um, how it has, you know, helped uplift my leadership abilities, leadership abilities of so many other young people here in Kinston. Um, I, I get so proud looking at, you know, myself and my peers from those early days. We've now graduated college. We're establishing our careers, running for office, doing all these different mm-hmm. amazing things, uh, which from just what started as an idea in our heads about how we can serve and improve the community as, you know, a bunch of ninth and 10th graders at Kinston High School. So uh, I'm so grateful for that organization, the impact it's had on so many lives here in Kinston. And that was your vision, that was your baby, and it really has just developed into an organization that really helps the youth here in Kenson. I mean, you've got a hub for uh, kids to go to, to go hang out. You've got an organization that uh, helps kids not just focus in on themselves, but to help the community, which is what your entire life essentially has been. And I almost consider Kenson teens, and, and take this in the positive way that I'm saying it, I consider it to be almost an incubator for you know how we always talked about uh what, what was the downtown not pride but uh the enterprise center the inter thank you the enterprise center is sort of an incubator for business i consider kenson teens an incubator for the youth here in kenson that's my thoughts yours yeah, and that's absolutely mine too like i want it to be a place where young people can feel like their their leadership skills are being poured into invested in that we're equipping them with the skills, the tools, the resources, the opportunities to to go and be great leaders. You know, I get excited when, you know, a young person in our organization tells me, oh, you know, Chris, I, I love being a part of Kinston teams, but I just got elected president of this club at Kinston High or <laughs> I, I'm captain of the team now at North Lenore. You know, that makes my heart smile because it shows that we're investing in their leadership capabilities and they're going and using those leadership capabilities elsewhere. And, you know, I don't want to be selfish and hold all the young people in Kinston to myself and our organization. I want them to see and accomplish great things wherever they can and i think that's been a true testament to the work of Kinston teens and again that's why i consider an incubator i mean that when you have a charismatic leader like yourself at the top of it the, the founder the the leader of it the one who started and got it going kids want to be like that leader you know they don't want somebody that's boring and you know is you know shows no ambition or anything like that they want someone up there at the top so they can mimic that and so they can be that kind of person themselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what we need more of here. You know, whatever we can do to be positive examples, that's, um, you know, been my focus with Kinston teams. That also is my focus on the city council now. Um, I, I don't want to be the only young person on Kinston City Council or the, always be the youngest in the state. I want to be able to be building up a pipeline of young leaders who are, you know, interested in serving in local government. So much attention gets focused on the presidential elections or even mm-hmm. the governor's or Senate race. But um, there's so much work to be done here at the local level, and we need young people invested in our communities, wanting to serve in local office or serve on the planning or parks and rec board and, you know, see the differences that they can make right here in their own neighborhoods. And uh, that's what I'm doing now in the city council, and that's what I want to encourage more young people to do and get involved here locally. Well, that's what I love about you, Chris Suggs, and that's what I love uh, that, you know what, there are too many people. When I'm on a committee, and I'm not going to call out any committees, I'm on several, and I'm and I'm 54, Chris, and I'm one of the youngest people on it, that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad, and we need to change that. But I tell you what, we're going to switch lanes here because it's Tuesday, and what that means here on the Brian Hanks Show every week, it means it's time for Tuesdays with Trez, Don Trez Styles, sophomore guard for uh, the University of North Carolina, joins us every Tuesday in our 8 o'clock hour, and – he is live with us right now. Uh, Trez, how are you doing this morning from myself and Chris Suggs? I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing? Doing really good. I'll tell you what, I am I am going – by the way, uh, he's got some questions here for you, dude. So uh, it's not just going to be me today, Trez. You're going to have uh, one of your peers here uh, 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 interviewing you too, okay? 
Okay, yes, sir. That's cool. That is awesome. First off, uh, since we talked to you last, the uh, the Duke game at uh, at Carolina. Unfortunately, uh, for Tar Heel fans and for uh, Chris Suggs, who's oh by the way, I got to tell you this, uh, Tres. He's sitting across from me right now in a Carolina blue sweater vest, and he, he's about as Carolina out as you can be. Okay. <laughs> Hey, man, that's what I like to hear right there. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> you got to represent. Got to represent. There you yes, go. Sir. But uh, let's take a look back at uh, at Saturday night's game. Just a game It was back and forth, and really until the last 90 seconds of the game, it was anybody's game. Duke just in that last, what, 90 seconds of the game put uh, – uh, just had that little spurt, that 6 nothing spurt to end the game. They end up winning the game. Uh, just uh, the view from Dontrez Styles, you played seven minutes. You had a key block in the game. Played a lot of great defense like you have throughout the season. Uh, just from your point of view, what happened with the Duke game? Uh, yeah, we just didn't make the, you know, the right plays down the stretch of the game. And um, we had a defensive breakdown that led Jeremy Rose to a layup to put the game to a, to a three-point lead. And, you know, we didn't get a great shot. You know, towards the end of the game to tie it up, and yeah, it was a great game. It was a great experience. It was the crowd was electric, and um, you know, Duke versus Carolina, it don't get no better than that. So yeah, it always lives up, lives up to the hype. And I wish we would have got the win, but maybe we we'll see him again this week. I tell you what, man, the atmosphere was amazing. Obviously, I wasn't at the game. Now, I, I hadn't told you this yet. I'm going to be at the ACC tournament all week, so I'll be uh, seeking you out in the locker room at the end of every game to uh, get your thoughts on the games that uh, Carolina plays in. But I wasn't there in Chapel Hill, but I'm telling you, watching it on TV. Were you there, Chris? I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, the atmosphere seemed as good, and the announcers were talking about how it was as good at Carolina as it's been in the past four or five years. What was it like from your point of view, Tress? Well, yeah, man, you know, just, you know, I finally got to play in the game and the conference of Duke game. And, and it's, you know, always been a dream of mine. And it was, man, it was it was so fun just being out there competing with my guys, and, you know, and just playing that rivalry. And I just, I'm thankful and I'm, you know, blessed to just be able to, you know, put that uniform on and, and participate in that, that rivalry. So, yeah, it was a, it was a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, um, yeah, I wasn't at the game Saturday, but I was so interested to see, like, how's the energy there. So I'm glad to hear you saying it's electric um, because I know a lot of what, you know, happens on the court, you guys are feeding off the energy from the crowd. Um, I want to ask, you know, how's the student energy be, been towards the team this year? Like, you know, how, how are students engaging with y'all? Because, um, you know, it's been two years since I've been on campus. So I know things have changed quite a bit, but um, I, I know the Carolina the Carolina fan base, particularly in the student population, has to be excited for what y'all are doing, um, even with that upsetting loss on Saturday. Oh, yeah, man. They're, they've been fun. They've been great. Um, it's been a tough year for us, but they stuck with us and – They've been with us the whole year, and I hope they continue to do that for the rest of the year because I know things are not going our way, and, you know, the whole Carolina family way right now, but we just want to continue to fight, and they've been with us every step of the way so far this season, and that's been great for us. Now, the pundits out there, and again, that voice you listen to is Dontrez Styles. It's Tuesdays of Trez, always brought to you every week here by uh, King's Restaurant. Really want to thank uh, Joe Hargett and King's Restaurant for bringing you Tuesdays with Trez. Uh, for, uh, visit King's Restaurant on Highway 70 or the Vernon Avenue location in Kenson for the best dang barbecue in the east. They're serving up all of your favorite fixings to go along with your favorite dish. And thank you to Joe and uh, Joe Hargett and uh, King's for bringing us uh, Tuesdays with Trez every week here. 
Now, Therese, the pundits, they're saying uh, you guys have got some work to do to uh, make it to the NCAA tournament. How much, you know, and I've really not delved that much into it with you over the past couple of weeks, but how much of that gets into the locker room when you hear what uh, Joe Lenardi says from ESPN or these these so-called experts that are picking, you know, and saying that you guys wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament? Do you guys hear that noise or do you shut that stuff out? Or uh, how, do you, how do you respond to it if you do? And what do you think about those uh, prognostications right now? Yeah, of course, man. We uh we all hear it, and uh, it's you know it's tough to hear because we know we we're a great team. Just you know, they show it this year. You know, we haven't reached our full potential, and uh, we live up to expectations. But it's been tough, you know. Of course, it gets in the locker room. Everybody on social media, so we all see it. The coaches staff see sees it, but you know they just encourage us to stay positive, and you know just. You know, control what we can control, and that's going out there this weekend, getting wins, and you know, getting quality wins. And uh, you know, we we know what that state right now. We know we got to go out there, and, you know, win a lot of games, and I feel like we can do that. We have the talent. We just have to figure it out. We have to figure it out right now because you know, time is ticking. Well, Armando had a pretty uh, a pretty big quote that's been circling that you guys have to win. He feels like you guys have to win the tournament this week. And I know, obviously, you don't go you personally, Trez, and then your team itself, you don't go into anything without thinking you're going to win it. But what, what do you think about that statement that you guys have to win the or the ACC tournament to make it to the NCAA's? Uh, yeah, um, I feel like feel like we do. I feel like we are, and we have the talent. You know, outside of the bracket, we're um, we're playing great teams, but I feel like we all we're better than all the teams we're playing to get to the championship game. And you know, maybe face the Pitt or, or Miami. You might got to play your your Cavaliers, <laughs> dude. Don't even, yeah, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but don't think I haven't looked at the bracket and seen that. Uh, when you guys win tomorrow night, who's the next team that you play? The University of Virginia. <laughs> You'll be happy to know, though, Trez. I, I've filled out my bracket, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. And I know you're going to probably fall out of your chair when I tell you this, Trez. I've got you guys beating Virginia Thursday night, man. I really do. I think Virginia's trending the wrong way. You guys, as the way you dominated my my who's in uh, Chapel Hill just a couple of weeks ago, I really do. I got you going to the championship. I got you. I don't know if you're going to like this or not like this. I got you guys uh, going up against Duke for the championship uh, Saturday night, dude. <laughs> nah, <laughs> okay, I know. I don't see that happening. Okay. Well, for us, I thought like we were going to make it there, but for Duke, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Okay. But, you know, they just they just beat us. So I really can't talk too much on it. Yeah, Trez, you know, um, a quick question about, um, you know, Kenson history. You know, Kenson just has such a, a rich, legacy, rich leg, legacy in basketball. Um, and I just saw the news, I think, yesterday that Jerry Stackhouse was named uh, Coach of the Year for the SEC Conference. And, you know, how does it feel to be just a part of this, this rich Kenston legacy of basketball? Well, he we won Coach of the Year. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, he won Coach of the Year in the yeah. SEC. Man, that's, that's amazing right there, man. That's great. Yeah, um, he's always been a great coach and mentor. You know, I played with his AAU team growing up, uh, Stackhouse Elite in the uh, school, in my early high school, before I went to Team CP3. So, yeah, um, we all know he's a he's a great coach and a, and a mentor. And um, he had a Kenton tradition, man. You know, 
I grew up wanting to be like guys like Brandon and Reggie Bullock and, you know, Jerry and Cedric Maxwell. That's the reason I went to Kiss High School, you know. I was supposed to go to South North. And, um, but, you know, I ended up going to Kenton to follow, at the time, follow Brandon Ingram footsteps. He was my, my idol. I always wanted to be like him. So, yeah, man, just, you know, me having the opportunity to be here at Carolina with the history, you know, kissing, kissing players going to, you know, Carolinas and the, and the Dukes. And me just having the opportunity to be one of those players, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing. I'm, you know, thankful for that. That is awesome. Now, again, that voice you're listening to is Don Trez Styles. It's Tuesdays with Trez here on the Brian Hanks Show, uh, along with uh, Kenson City Councilman and Kenson Teens founder uh, Chris Suggs here uh, helping me with this interview this morning. Hey, Trez, I want to turn around a little bit to you, dude. I've never asked you to ask a question. What would you like to ask uh, the, the city councilman over here across from me? Is there anything you would like to ask him? Uh, Yeah, it's the hey, first time that you ever asked me this. I ever, I know. I, I turned the tables on you. Um, yeah, how does it feel, you know, coming from like a city like Kenton and um, and being in the position you in and right now? How does it feel? Yeah, man, I, I'm extremely proud of you know what I've been able to accomplish, what I've been able to accomplish with and alongside so many other young people here in Kenton. Um, you know, these are some of my, my wildest dreams. I always wanted to go to Carolina growing up, um, you know, not necessarily wanting to play basketball, but seeing those guys like Reggie, you know, Reggie, my older brother, play basketball and, you know, being able to see them accomplish their dreams in, in basketball and in athletics. You know, I wanted to go to college and do something similar and carve my own path, though. So being able to go to Carolina and still, in a sense, be a part of that rich legacy of Kinston to Carolina, you know, not only have we had so many great basketball players like yourself and Jerry and Reggie play at Carolina, but even Harvey Beach, Carolina's first black graduate, was from Kinston. So, you know, being able to be a part of that legacy, to serve as senior class president, and then come back home and impact this community locally, um, you know, it, it means a lot. So I'm glad that so many young people from Kinston, yourself and others, are are doing great things, accomplishing great things, and really making a name for ourselves and our community. Um, Kinston is truly the city of champions, and I think um, I'm just proud to be a part of the, the many champions that make up this great town. Dude. Yeah, man. You're a legend, man. I'm I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. I know the whole thing here in the body. Listen, I'm geeking out over here, Trez, because I have one of my favorite student athletes I've ever covered. I've got one of my favorite people sitting across from me here on the same show. This is awesome. Listen, I'll leave you with this, Trez. Uh, The ACC tournament begins for you guys tomorrow as you'll take on either Boston College or Louisville. Uh, how excited personally? I'm not even talking about it as a team. Uh, I'm talking about you, Dontrez Styles. How excited are you for this uh, 2023 ACC tournament? Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. You know, these these past two games, I got some playing time. And I feel like I'm, you know, even though the box score wouldn't wouldn't say it, but I feel like, I felt myself getting more comfortable and know, uh, and just I feel like uh, I belong. And I'm I'm excited to you know hopefully get some more opportunities throughout this week and showcase what I can do in the season. So yeah, I can't wait for it. Well, I'm going to say what I said in the first hour, and I know you're going to you're going to fall out of your chair when I tell you this, Trez. <sighs> yeah, I'll be there for uh, you guys against Virginia Thursday night. Don't get it twisted. And I guess you know I, I've got to be a reporter. I'm going to be unbiased, but if you guys beating Virginia means that you get to go to the NCAA tournament, Trez, I'm probably going to be pulling for you on Thursday. Okay. 
Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, that means a lot coming for you, man. You know, you're a diehard you know, Virginia fan. I know that. So that means a lot. Well, very good. Listen, Trez, dude, just that shot, man. I, I've got that picture. I'm going to try to get uh, – we're going to get it framed and everything because I want to get that autograph from you of that block shot that you had in the Duke game, man. That was just an amazing uh, picture. But, uh, dude, congratulations. I hate that you guys lost to Duke on uh, on Saturday, but I love that you're trending in, in a very positive direction. I can't wait to see you in Greensboro this week at the ACC tournament, okay? Yes, sir. Good talking to you all, man. All right, good luck, Trez. Yes, sir, good luck to you, too. There you go. That's Don Trez Styles Tuesdays with Trez here on the Brian Hanks Show. And, again, thank you to uh, our title sponsor of uh, Tuesdays with Trez, King's Restaurant. Again, visit King's Restaurant on Highway 70 or the Vernon Avenue location in Kenston for the best dang barbecue in the East. They're serving up all your favorite fixings to go along with your favorite dish. And, again, thank you, Joe Hargett, for uh, for sponsoring Tuesdays with Trez. And, uh, th- th- here i go chris one of the neat and i've got chris suck sitting here across from me uh the neat thing and i remember you saying this early on and i'm talking about probably what you were probably a sophomore or junior at uh kenson high i remember us talking one time maybe it was even for a story and you you realized you weren't going to be that guy that's going to be like trez or reggie or brandon or any of the plethora of great players your brothers for instance you know you knew you weren't going to be doing on a court but you knew you were going to be doing it with your brain. You knew that you were going to be doing it with your ambition, with uh, your intelligence, with uh, just your drive. And you have. You've made a name for yourself in a city that is known for athletics. You have gone outside that that bubble, and you've made a name for yourself in, uh, in the fields that you have. And you heard what Trez said, and he means it. And maybe you don't hear that, but you are a legend in this in this city. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad to be, you know, making a name for myself and a legacy for myself. And um, I'm. I'm glad that you know so many folks end up with legacies like you know a park is named after them or a street yeah. or something. But um, I really want Kenton teams to be my legacy. The fact that you know I've built an organization up that continue to build and um, and create young leaders here in our community. Uh, I think that's that's a beautiful legacy. Um, the testament of a leader just isn't them having some fancy title or position, but it's how many more leaders they can develop and bring up behind them. And that's been my focus with Kenton Teens. I'm the city council now. And um, wherever I go next, I always want um, leadership development to be a, a core focus of, of my work and my life. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad to be, you know, considered amongst so many other great names because it's just what Kenton is all about. Hey, don't be saying wherever I go next, okay, because that makes it sound like you're leaving Kenton oh. in Lenore County. Don't, be, don't even be uh, alluding to that. Uh, and that, that'll be, uh, we've got about 20 minutes here, and that's going to be my last question to you is what's coming up next. Okay. So go ahead and be uh, prepared for that question. But I did want to talk about, like I said, it's been 14 months since we've had you here on the show. You and I have talked person to person a couple of times, but I just wanted to, for the record, just to get some of your thoughts on what Kenson has uh, seen and been through and done over the last 14 months since last time I had you on. Number one, hiring Rhonda Barwick as uh, the city manager. Talk about the decision process behind that. And, and again, and we'll talk about it with uh, Chief Goyer here in a few moments, but homegrown talent, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhonda is great. You know, she has been through all the ranks of city government here. She's been our city clerk, operations manager, department head, now um, city manager. And she's, I think, was extremely qualified for this position. She's someone who 
knows the city of Kenton in and out. She's very operationally strong. She can look at a book and analyze it and tell you what's wrong, what needs to get changed. Um, she's just so intellectual, intellectually gifted when it comes to the operations and functions of our city. So um, I don't think we could have found a, a better city manager than what we found in Rhonda Bark. And um, that process did take some time. Mm -hmm. um, the previous city council, you know, before the 2021 election, because, you know, the previous city manager left pretty much during the election cycle, they wanted to wait until all the candidates had won their Which was a smart thing to do, right? Absolutely, because, you know, if we know that we're about to have a potential change in leadership, we want to make sure that that leadership um, has a voice in who they're going to be working with. So I'm grateful that we waited until after the election, and then it took quite a bit of time, though, to finally get the interview process set up with candidates. But um, I think we moved at a, a slow but steady pace, and I'm glad that we were very strategic and intentional in getting a wide selection of candidates. We had over 60 candidates for the city manager wow. position. So folks from all over the country, I think even two international potentially, were interested in coming to work in Kinston. Wow. So, uh, you know, that was so amazing that we had such a wide pool to really interview. Uh, we spent, several, I think, a few weeks interviewing candidates, and then we ended up with one of our own. So... Out of all these folks with so many different skills and qualifications, she still stood out at the top of the list. So um, it has been so fun working with Rhonda over the last what, year and a half almost now. Um, and, and also being able to work with her as she selected and did, did the same search process for the police chief and the planning to the position. And uh, we do have a great police chief in Keith Goyette. Yep. He's someone who has, you know, well, been I tell you what, ranks. let me ask you a question yeah. because that's no, that's a perfect uh -huh. uh, segue because that was one of the things too. I got to tell you, I've been here uh, 20 years in uh, Kansas. I got here in 2003. So I've seen the Greg Smiths come through. I've seen the other, we've had some very good police chiefs that have come through. Uh, Tim Dilday for uh, for a hot minute was an uh, interim chief. Uh, we've had some really good ones, but I have never seen. I wanted to ask you in your ten years of being active in uh, in Kenston, have you ever seen a groundswell of support for for just for a position for a position <laughs> like police chief? It was all, and maybe it's because of social media, which you are a king of, and you know better than inside and out than anybody that I know. But I've never seen a groundswell of support for a police chief for an interim police chief to be named permanent police chief the way uh, Chief Goyette was. Yeah. I wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, it was so interesting to see. Like, you would have thought his name was on the ballot with yeah. Surf back in November. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, that shows the enthusiasm that our community has for, for, for leadership here. You know, we want to see homegrown talent, folks who've worked themselves up through the ranks, you know, be able to be, you know, rightfully rewarded with the position of, you know, authority, being able to serve the folks and serve through those ranks that they once came up themselves. So um, I was so grateful for the enthusiasm from the community members who were interested in seeing him become chief. Um, I do appreciate their patience with the process, though, because there's, you know, so much that happens behind closed doors that everyone doesn't unfortunately get privy to. Um, and, and we were very intentional about, you know, giving the city manager the autonomy to do a, a very extensive search and recruitment process to really look and examine um, Chief Goyette's qualities and qualifications alongside the many other applicants we got for that position. So uh, we were... About how many applicants were there? For that one, I believe a little bit over 40 for okay. police chiefs. So, across the nation, yeah, too, across right? the nation, too. Yeah. So, you know, so still very well-qualified people interested in coming to work in Kenton. And at the, at the end of the day, Chief Goyette stood out. And, um, you know, although folks, you know, were really adamant that we should just immediately just hire Chief Goyette, yeah. I'm glad we were patient with that process because, you know, we want to be able to say that 
our own talent was able to stand side by side alongside some other police chief from Montana or God knows where. And, 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 Wait a you know, Montana is that, very random. Okay? That was just a random know, state in my head. Yeah, but, you know, could stand side by side and still, you know, beat them and outperform them in every test. So so um, I, I'm proud of the folks who work in our city of Kenton. We have over 300 employees, many of them who have been with us for several years, some decades, and um, Kenton's a great place not only to live but a great place to work when you look at our city government. Folks love our benefits. They love um, the employment opportunities, the opportunities for advancement. And I think, you know, both Rhonda and Chief Goyette are examples of that opportunity for advancement, that you can work your way up and become a leader in this institution. That's awesome. Again, that voice you listen to, it's Chris Suggs, uh, and he is our big interview today. And as you know, every day uh, here on the Brian Hanks Show, our big interview is brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show with a medical staff of more than 100 physicians. UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs. Call them at 252 Five two two seven thousand, and again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's jump right back into our big interview here with Chris Sucks. And you mentioned the planning director, and that's one of those things that okay, listen, city manager, everybody knows. Okay, that's a big important position. Chief of police, obviously, that's a big important position. Tell people how important it is to get the right planning director in and the great. I can tell you from the county point of view because you know I do work with the county. They're very impressed with uh, your planning director that you hired. Uh, brag on her a little bit and, and how important that position is to the city of Kenston. Yeah, Elizabeth Blunt, we recently hired her right at the end of November as our planning director. She's a Kenston native, born and raised here. Uh, went to NC State. I won't hold that against her. And um, <laughs> led her career in the planning department over at the city of Greenville before coming back here to Kenston. And we're glad to have her fill in that role. Um, because the planning director is so essential to whether it's a new business coming to town, a, a new um, economic development project, a housing development, you know, anything that really, if we want to see Kenston grow, at least physically in infrastructure and, you know, housing and development, uh, we've got to have someone strong in that planning role. And um, that was one of the vacancies I was so concerned about. You know, so much attention was on mm -hmm. the city manager, so much attention on the city planner. But, you know, when, you know, ironically, just a short story to, to back it up a bit. When I came back home from Carolina in 2021, it was so frustrating trying to find somewhere to live. Um, yeah. You know, there's nothing to either things were super, super cheap and not necessarily very adequate living environments or super, super expensive. And I was like, I can't afford to live out in Hillcrest somewhere, yeah. you know. So that was pretty much the, the dynamic I was in. Um, but, you know, so far over the last few months, we've had so many developers reach out to the city of Kenton wanting to build new housing. I think in 2022, we approved about 580 new units of housing in the city limits of Kenton. Um, well, I that, didn't know that. Yes, I didn't know we, that. That's we, amazing. We've approved, you know, you have the new development over off Hardy Road in mm -hmm. the Butterfield subdivision. Um, I think two new developments out in the Browery area, you know, the Briar Patch and then some homes getting built potentially. Um, and also another off Academy Heights Road. So, so many developers are interested in building houses in Kenton, and we didn't have any of our, anybody in our planning department to help them go through that process. So, I'm so grateful that Elizabeth has been there now. Uh, we've got builders interested in coming to Kenton, new businesses interested in zoning changes and, you know, things to make the, the economics of our community grow even stronger. So, um, she's been really great to work with the last, what, three months now. And, yeah, that planning role is so essential um, we want new restaurants, want new homes. We've got to have someone in planning. And um, another thing the city of Kenton is going to have to be intentional about doing is finding her some help, too. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was so blown away to find out about in the 80s and 90s, Kenton had upwards of 15, 17 people working in our planning department. Like, that's huge, having, that too, yeah. having that many people working on community development and economic development. And now we, we essentially have a planning department of one. Um, you know, she's the only one working on actual planning projects. We do have a mid technician and an inspector, but she's the only one working actually on planning. So we've got to get her some help. I'm hopeful that the city of Kinston can really look at our budget this year and see how we can find some additional folks. Because um, I want Kinston to really be on the map, as we talked about early, but not just for producing great talent, yep. which uh, ironically, a lot of the great talent that we've had in our community, I think, comes from some of the struggles we've had to deal with. When you go through so much adversity, you become a champion you, mm-hmm. you know you overcome so many struggles but um, if we can get someone in planning to really help us facilitate the resources to need to go into housing and new businesses and downtown development in East Kenton or the Global Trans Park uh, we can really do some great things so I'm excited about what Elizabeth's doing and hopefully getting her some, uh, some help really soon in that department when I heard you say uh, 580 new units yeah. you know what that makes me think my taxes are going to hopefully get lower than <laughs> right, yeah. if we're sharing that with, you know, 580 other units. That is, that is awesome, and that is great news. Let me ask you this. Uh, what are – and you're not – right. and let me clearly say, but we are in an election cycle. We've got three city council seats that are going to be up for uh, – for, uh, in the election coming up in November, you are not one of them. I mean, you are, uh, this is not, so I don't want people to think you're campaigning now because you're not, I mean, you're, but what are the issues right now to you, Chris Suggs? I mean, obviously hiring the people you've done that, uh, getting new building, uh, you know, more homes built in Kenson. You've done that in the time you've been here too. What are the bigger, what are the other issues that you're looking at that to Chris Suggs wakes you up at night? And yeah. maybe the first thing you're thinking about when you get up first thing in the morning about the city of Kenston, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what still keeps me up at night is, is unfortunately, the, the poverty and economic issues that a lot of our citizens have to deal with. Um, you know, Kenston is still ranked the number one most economically distressed community in the entire state of North Carolina. So even with all the new development, the new housing, the new jobs out the Global Transport, we still have, a, a, unfortunately, a class of folks in our community that are struggling to get by. So um, I do want us to do whatever we can to leverage our, our abilities at the city, working tandem with the county and state partners to figure out how we can improve the, the socioeconomics of our community. What types of, if the jobs are getting created out there, Global Transport, how can we make sure that the poorest folks in our community have the transportation to get to those jobs? How can we make sure that they have the housing to, you know, the affordable housing if they're, they're making a decent wage out here these new jobs but the places that they want to live in are either too expensive or they start making a little bit too money they get priced out of even living in the housing authority project mm-hmm. so well, it's kind of like what you're talking about you leaving i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you councilman but you graduated from carolina and you wanted to come back and serve your community and you had a hard time trying yeah. to find somewhere yeah absolutely so we've got to make sure that you know we've got these nice around $250,000 homes getting built off Hardy Road. But what about those of us young professionals who might not be ready for such a huge investment? We might be looking for a more starter home or to rent. So, you know, so we do have that that missing middle uh, middle market housing that we also have to focus on. So between poverty, affordable housing, I think those are two things I really want to focus on this year. Um, also really just kind of strengthening the internal operations of the city. Um, you know, we, we hired a police chief, planning director, city manager. Um, so now I think we can focus on looking at some of those departments. You know, who needs more help, like Elizabeth in planning? Or, you know, where are we missing in terms of our, our team? Who's missing on our team? A communications person. So we finally moved forward. I got an idea. For, and I don't want people to think I'm talking about myself. I'm tons busy with everything I've got going on. Right. And I help with the county. But hey, hey, hey. 
uh, we'll talk after, and I'll okay. tell you. I've got a good idea for you for uh, communications. Awesome. Guy, okay? I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're finally about to start hiring for a public information officer. Yes. Still a little bit of work to do on that position, but we're finally moving forward, forward in that. Um, but also even just things like our communications, you know, whether our email system can be upgraded or our website, how can it be consistently updated? Because um, the CF Kitson is doing some really great stuff. The fact that you didn't even know about those housing projects we've approved, we've got some it work needs to, to get do out in there. getting yeah. our word out. So um, I'm hopeful that internally we can figure out who we need on our team to, you know, drive our message forward, improve the appearance, you know, not just the physical appearance of Kinston, but the brand and image of Kinston. Um, again, I mentioned how much of a great place we are to work and live, and I want people to really know that. So uh, what can we do internally to just improve our infrastructure, our staff, our engagement with the community, and how folks get the word about what's happening in our city of Kinston? I love it. And like I said, I was kind of tongue-in-cheek there, but I that is very important. I know the role that I help fill with the county they appreciate me and i know that you know you don't want to have to be writing press releases and your police department doesn't need to be writing press releases it'd be good to have somebody that is sharing the good news like i said dude i do this show five days a week i had no idea and and i'm not denigrating you or the city i had no idea there were 580 new units in uh, the city of kent so that's amazing dude and that's something instead of you know, the naysayers that want to take shots at everything, that we need to get this good news out there to everybody. Yeah, so I'm um, hopeful that the council can get on board with me on that. It's been a slow process because I came in, you know, pretty much hit the gun running trying to convince them to hire a public information officer. So it's been about 13, 14 months of us finally getting to the point where they're interested in hiring someone part-time for that position. So um, we're slowly making progress, but uh, maybe it's just because of the generation I grew up in. I'm very communication-focused, social media-focused, Um and I've also had the opportunity to work in different. I've worked with Facebook. I've, you know, been senior class president at Carolina, having to communicate to 4,000 4, students in our senior class. You know, I've, I've been a part of roles where I realized how important communication and getting your message out is. And to be leading a city government with over 300 employees, nearly 400 employees, a $114 million budget, serving 19,000 citizens. Like, wow. you know, it's important that we have at least one person on our team focused on getting our message out to people. So, um, it's just so incredibly necessary. Well, we are up against it, and I hate that because we're on such a roll here. I've got to get the birthday game in, but I've got to ask you this, uh, and it's a personal question. Uh-huh. You're halfway – well, you're not even halfway through your first term. I mean, like you said, you were elected in November of uh, 21, so you're 14 months in, 15 months in, whatever. Chris Suggs, what, what, what's up with you? <laughs> I guess it's a, but, but I'm serious. Okay, how can I make structure that question better is, do I mean, you're an up-and-comer. You're ambitious. You We've known that about you, though, since you were 15 and 16 years old. That, you know, I've been calling – have I not been calling you right. President Suggs since you were 16 years yeah. old? What do you see? What is the next step for Chris? Okay, well, we've you've, we've talked about Kinston now for thirty minutes. Let's talk about Chris Suggs. Yeah. What's next for Chris Suggs uh, in in your in your journey? Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite sure. You know, um, ironically, I recall when I was running for office back in 2021. Um, a few of my, my, my loudest naysayers were, were scared of my ambition. You know, Chris, he's just doing this as a stepping stone just to put something on his resume or, you know, he's just trying to build up his that. track I record and run for mayor. Like, you know, and, and honestly, that, that couldn't be any further from the truth. Um, I'm, I'm doing this because I love Kinston. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I graduated, Dude, you could have gone to Durham. You could have stayed <laughs> right. in Chapel Hill. You could have gone to Raleigh. Right. That's what I tell people. Yeah, but, and it's the truth. When, when I graduated from Carolina, I had opportunities to go everywhere, opportunities yeah. to make 
very, very, very a lot yeah. of money, mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to live in you know healthier communities and, and, and better places. But there's truly no place like home. I mm-hmm. wanted to come back in. You know the things that I experienced in Chapel. I loved my experience in Chapel Hill. Greatest place on earth. Um, and but the well. things I <laughs> the things I experienced there, you know, being in a walkable community, not having to go to my car just to get to get groceries or go to the hospital, like being able to walk around and see everybody and be or surrounded by so much wealth and resources, I want that same experience for the young people in Kenston. The things I experienced in my four years at Carolina or even the year I lived off campus in Durham, I want those same things here in Kenston. So um, you know, that's why I came back home. I could be living in New York or Durham or somewhere making six figures probably, but I'm here at times struggling to get by because I want to serve my community. So um, right now I'm just focused on city council um, and to let folks know who, who might be thinking I'm running for mayor or something. I don't plan on running for mayor. Um, I'm not even quite sure about my reelection. I just know I want to spend these next few years having the most impact in my four years on the council as I can. And what happens next, I know, will be will be great and impactful. But, but yeah, I'm just focused on what's in front of me right now, and that's serving the 19,600-something citizens of Kinston and trying to make sure that the city government is a great place to live, work, and also play. So um, if you're listening, come out to our playground ground, ground, um, grand opening today. today at noon today. We're yep. installing a new – or we've installed a new playground equipment out at Fairfield Park, and that's the stuff that brings me joy, being able to see the impact of our work locally. And that's that's what I'm focused on now. Well, I I can't even begin to tell you again. I said it 40 minutes ago. I'll say it again. Uh, it's been fun being on. And I wouldn't say I'm necessarily on the sideline, but I'm outside your bubble and just watching you from that young. Not nervous, though. You didn't look nervous at very first Kensington's meeting to the accomplished young man that you are today. And I just can't wait. This has only been a nine-year journey to this point since I got to know you. I mean, you were gathering uh, hats and scarves and stuff for for people when nine years ago, and that was awesome. And your your service to our community is appreciated. I know you don't hear it all the time, but the people who know and the people who matter, they care and they appreciate you. Okay, Councilman. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. Let's make, let's not let it be fourteen months. Oh next yeah, time. Let's, never again. Never yeah, yeah, four or five <laughs> yeah. months from now, whatever. But I I love these updates that we get from you. And I will leave you with this. Uh, Scott Whittington said, "No way, Chapel Hill is the greatest place on earth." Ah, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. There you go, Chris. Thank you so much, dude. All right, thank hey, you. Right, I'm sorry, I, I, I keep forgetting you're a city councilman. You're not, dude. You're. I'm uh, always Chris. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. Hey, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up uh, the Tuesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Tuesday, March the 7th in the year of our Lord 2023. Why don't we play the birthday game, boys? Let's do it, Brian. Let's do it indeed. You bet your uh, sweet patootie. Mm. Indeed. Uh, Jonathan Massey, you've been dominant in this game of late. You've won th- well, of late. Of late. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you've won three straight days. John Dawson, you won the first day, and now you've won the last three in a row, Jonathan Massey. The secret to your success, sir. Uh, Arizona green tea. There you go, man. Is that not a sponsor? Had you, had you ever drank that before you had some over here at my house? I have never had it in a can, but I have had it from the gas station. They're uh, a good, you know, I'm not, I don't think it'll offend anybody. They're a good cheap beverage. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And it's delicious. I mean, they're just, remember they used to have the big cans, 99 cent. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I had never seen the uh, the twelve ounces before. Yeah. What that company is doing with treated sewage water is just amazing. <laughs> you know what? If that's what treated sewage water tastes like, then by God, call me an addict because I love it. I mean, it really is. It's it's delicious. I love Arizona uh, 
green tea. What is it called? This? Yeah. It's called Arizona Arizona green tea with ginseng and honey. Mmm, honey. That's because people are eating so much healthier now when they get the water out of the sewer. It's got that stuff in it already. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Ew. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's change the subject here. Uh, you didn't pick on me, Jonathan Massey. I started yesterday with uh, getting up at 445 and going to the Kenston Community Center. You know, we'll I, I start. I, hey, we, we, we've got to share share this with everybody. Uh, if I do it, I don't know if you knew that or not, John Dawson, but starting yesterday on Monday, March the 6th, mm-hmm. I started this regimen that uh, I joined the, the gym and I'm going to the Kenston Community Center and I'm walking on the treadmill and I'm lifting a little bit of weights and I'm putting up a few shots. Mm-hmm. But I get there at 5 o'clock when they open, then when they, uh, I leave about 5, 5.30, 5.35, come here. Do my show prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I oh, wanted sorry. to hear. And then, uh, you know, do the show from 7 to 9. You know, have your boys in here to do the so birthday game. So you're going to bed at 6 p.m. every night? No, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what time I'm going to bed. I just go to bed when I'm sleepy, John. But I'm, I'm taking longer naps, though, okay? Not that I didn't take, you know, long naps in the first place. But, but tell them to bet, Jonathan Massey. I bet, Brian, that if he could, if he could maintain that, Going in there at five a.m. and and what working out for an hour or what? No, no, saying? thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, yeah. yeah. Thirty minutes every day for three weeks, Monday through Friday for three weeks. I would take him to lunch anywhere in Kingston that he wanted to go. How about that? There you is, know what it's like to get to lunch with him because I've forgotten. I don't think I'm going to have to worry about it, or I wouldn't have made the bet. <laughs> No offense. It's going to happen. So today yeah. is uh, March seventh. I've already done it two days. He's gonna so. he's gonna oversleep one day. He's his, his for lunch. No, no, but you did say that if something happened and I wasn't able to go at five, if I went later on the day and still went for thirty minutes, that would count. I don't think I said that. Really? So I've got to do it for three. <laughs> yeah, because stri- yeah, you can manage to get over there in the afternoon. But you you were you were talking big in the office. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be over here at five. What time do you guys open? Five. Oh, I'll be over here at five o'clock. I work out for thirty minutes. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then you know what? The gauntlet, John Dawson, has been thrown. Okay. And you know what? All I want when I'm right is, do you remember? Yeah, he said I didn't have to take him to lunch. He just wanted me to come on here and tell him he was right. But it's not gonna happen because I'm gonna do it three weeks in a row, Monday through Friday. I'm day two into the 15 days of it. And the cool thing is, I know why you said three weeks because if you do something for three weeks, allegedly it becomes a, a habit, and then uh, you'll want to do it every day for the rest of your life, allegedly. That's why you go down to Fleet. Oh, never mind. <laughs> go to where? Fleet Week. Fleet. <laughs> in the Navy. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, so we, we've got that out of the way. I'm two days into my 15 days. So, uh, Which side of that are you betting on? I'm betting that he may, even if he does it, whether he does or not, if he wins, he's not going to show up for the lunch appointment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a free lunch. We would. Pay. I have bought lunch for you before. You have. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, uh, the birthday game is brought to you every day here on the Brian Hanks Show by our good friend uh, Jacques Passleg over there, Jonathan Massey. Tell us a little bit about Jacques. Uh, Jacques, despite what <clears throat> people may think based on his name, is a fine American. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, he's got great taste in hockey teams. He's not some scrub Hurricanes fan. Mm-hmm. He uh, 
He has great taste in uh, office automation equipment. Uh, I heard one time Jock went and played golf, shot an 18. Wow. <laughs> God. That was just on the front nine. Yeah, okay. Um, he kind of stepped on it. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> but Jock has been doing yes. some great things. He's got the Office Innovation Center. Uh, he provided Brian and by proxy some place up in Riley. This Canon MF420 copier that is just just pumping out copies year by year with no ill effects seen yet. And if you want to have that kind of service and product in your life, you need to give Jock a call. What's that number, Jonathan Massey? 252-252-286-286-53-53-54-54. Spirit Fingers. Spirit Fingers indeed. And uh, Jonathan Massey, you lead, uh, like I said, uh, three days to one. And uh, you get to go first here. Look at my boy over here, Taylor Dane. You know what, John? Listen to my heart. Let's tell it to my heart. Eh, Whatever. (laughs) Tell you what, mm. she did it for me, man. Okay, just add that to the list that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> Taylor Dane over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. Do you know this song? It's "Tell It to My Heart." She also had "Love Will Lead You Back." You want to hear that one? I think this is quite enough. Okay. She just had great stuff. What I remember the most about Taylor Dane. I mean, she was beautiful, but she had just style sister. You know what? Fantastic. What's wrong with that? Probably, probably just John. You have great style. Aided with her. Wow. <laughs> I'm just gonna reverse that whole minute. <laughs> Not gonna edit it. I, I pulled out my old shovel. I was getting ready to dig us out, and then it got weirder. <laughs> it got, hey, he shows up with an excavator. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Taylor Dane, tell it to my lips. I mean, uh, tell it to my heart. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but either <laughs> it way, it was, was. creepy. Um, John won't even make eye contact with me right now. 62. You say 62. What do you say, John Dawson? 61. Oh, my God. That's what, that was Didn't my first a little bit? I think Briefly. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, dude... She's 61 today. She was born March 7th, 1962. But his guess of 62, you got to give him I give him nothing! (laughs) I I live for that, man. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Keeps his quarters stocked up. I do keep my quarters stocked up for that. That's our only musical hint. Can we just play this through the whole birthday? God, no. (laughs) That drum machine needs to be burned and removed from every recording ever made. There you go. Okay, uh, you leave one to nothing there, John Dawson. She's best known for being Pam on The Office. It's... I can see her and cannot think of her name. She's cutie pie. I can't think. Yeah. She's got a yeah. podcast. Um, Jennifer something. I can't think Jenna. of her. Jenna. Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Jenna Fisher. Dude, she's... She is like the d- definition of office hot, isn't she? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Very I mean, much Very so. cute and... The first few seasons, they even gave her like a bad hair, you know, just for character reasons. Yeah, she's a good-looking girl. Look, good-looking girl. I've not watched. I've probably watched all together. I've probably watched ten or eleven episodes of Office. I tried to watch it. She's like the only redeeming quality to me. And John Krasinski. I like John Krasinski. If you too. watched it long enough, you would be a major Creed Bratton. Is that his name? Yeah, it's Creed. The actor's name that plays Creed Bratton. Creed Bratton. He was in some band in the '60s. Is it really? Why didn't they give him a character name? 
His name was Creed Bratton. I mean, how much better can it be? Yeah, yeah you're right. But, he comes uh, in covered in blood one day. Huh. It's Halloween. That's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you watched it long enough, the Creed character would make it worthwhile for you. Kind of like I've never watched Parks and Recreation, but the Ron Swanson character. Oh, my God. That's that's one of the greatest characters in TV history. But the rest of the show sucks. I've tried to watch the – John, I've tried to watch the rest the of the show. The Aziz Ansari character is so clueless, he's kind of funny. Eh. But Amy Poehler's character, I don't like her character very she much. Was, I mean, she was funny on SNL, but on that she was like the straight person on there. and she was, Well, the Aubrey Plaza character. Uh, Chris Pratt's character is kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aubrey Plaza's character was on Ed. There's a secretary who's basically the prototype for her as far as just the – Corky says just says stuff weird for yeah. no reason, you know. And not for nothing, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Ah. Giggity. Yeah. Chef's kiss. She's your type? That little short uh it doesn't do anything for me. What? Nope. Because of the actress or just her looks? Because either, she is your either one. You should see the way she talks to Robert De Niro in some movie that he, he they were in together. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We okay. can't talk about it up here because it's uh, all rated R. To did, put it mildly. Yes. Did I tell y'all about Cocaine Bear? Yes, you did. Oh, I couldn't remember if I did or not, man. Cocaine Bear is where I will pay your movie admission if you will go watch How about we go get a big thing of popcorn and yeah. just come back here and watch Heat? We talked <laughs> to, I want to watch Cocaine Bear. Well, you go have a good time. It was awesome. Will you go see it with me? Summer said I couldn't. Why? She's letting him go to Vegas. You can't have everything. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Well, still, but that's like six months off, though. We're well, not the, you got to remember is he's lying right now. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean he's lying? She didn't say he couldn't see cocaine, but he didn't want to see it. Oh. Oh, is that what the deal is? I, you can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, if we go to Vegas, we can just buy cocaine and give it to a bear. That is Duh. True. Yeah. Or we can true. give it one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers and see what happens. Isn't one of the aren't one of them dead now? Probably. Yeah. No, they both. He made it through. No, but I'm talking just of natural causes. I thought one of them was dead. I don't know. Uh, let me look at. Probably it. one of the tigers, maybe. I'm sure the tigers are dead. Are how you spell Siegfried? Just do Anne Roy, and it should pop Fried. up. <laughs> both of them are dead. Did you know that? No. That could have been one of our dead or alive, Siegfried and Roy. Well, I'll just cut it out. But you don't. You will know now. Well, that I would think, help me. I'm Siegfried died uh, just a little over a year ago in 2021, January 13th, 2021, and Roy died uh, in 2020, May 8th, 2020. Well, doggone, dude! I missed that newsletter that month. Well, dude, they didn't perform anymore after October 3rd, 2003, when uh, uh, when Roy got attacked by a tiger. Some woman used flash photography. and Is that what caused it? Isn't that, wasn't that it? Well, somebody in the audience did something they weren't supposed to, and it scared the tiger. Hold on. I'm going to have to try to find it here. The, the, during a show know. at the Mirage on Roy's birthday, it was on his birthday that it happened, too. <laughs> a seven-year-old white tiger named Manticore attacked Horn, or attacked him. The name of the tiger has frequently been misspelled. Oh, that doesn't matter. As part of the act, but veering off script, he held his microphone to uh, his mouth and told him to say hello to the audience. The tiger responded by biting Horn's sleeve. Horn swatted the tiger and barked, release, while standby trainers unsuccessfully attempted to distract the cat with cubes of meat. 
<laughs> That's what I, anyway. Enjoy uh, your breakfast, everybody. <laughs> possibly incited by Horn's retreat, the tiger left at him, uh, swinging at his legs and knocking him off his feet. His trainers rushed in from off stage to assist. The tiger bit into his neck and dragged him off stage. That is awesome. <laughs> trainers got the tiger to release him by spraying him with CO2 fire extinguisher canisters, the last resort available. How did we get on to the that? attack? Severed his spine. Resulted in massive blood loss and severely injured other parts of his body, permanently impairing his motor and verbal abilities. He also had a stroke either before or after the tiger dragged him off stage. So, uh, whose birthday is it? Uh, today is uh, Jenna Fisher's birthday. What are we talking about? How did we get to I'm with you. Well, one of you said Siegfried and Roy, and I think that's what uh, got us off course there okay today is jenna fisher's birthday john dawson how old is she today uh 46 but you know what think of the things that people learn by listening to this show you know i don't i don't know if that's what we really need to be uh you know what whatever um you he said, said 40, 46 you say 45 uh she was born march 7th 1974 so she's 49 today wow right 49 yeah indeed uh who got taylor dane I you did. got it right on the nose. That's right. Okay, so you lead two to nothing, John Dawson. Yes. Let's see how you blow it today. Okay, uh, Jonathan Massey, it's your turn. That diversion into Siegfried and Roy Valley's got me thrown <laughs> off. She's a comedian and actress, and I know you like her. You've talked about her before, and I want you to expound on her. Wanda Sykes. Today is Wanda Sykes. You've talked about her. You've talked about her being on. Uh, She's funny on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Why'd you make that face? You've talked about her before. You said it like I had done a soliloquy about her or something. She's funny on that one show. Oh, okay. You don't like her on anything else? Her stand-up doesn't do anything for me, but she's really funny on that show, mainly because she's just always, you know, chopping Larry David down to size, which he loves. He, he'll he'll give her an outline and just say, all right, here, just start insulting me, and he yeah. loves it. <coughs> Wanda Sykes over there, uh, John Nothing. Massey, how old is she today? Uh, 64. You say 64. What do you say, John Dawson? 63. She was born March the 7th in the year of her Lord, 1964, Jonathan Massey, but she's only 59 today. Uh, wait a minute, though. Do you know what this means? show has totally gone off the it's rails. It's gone totally off the rails, but you have a perfect game going. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. John Dawson has a perfect game. He's up three to nothing. He's already clinched the day. And I think you're even going to do great on this one. Johnny started Malcolm in the middle and, of course, Breaking Bad. But he was a recurring guest on Seinfeld as a as a dentist. It's... I can't think of his name. He you was know. Steve, he was Watley on Seinfeld. Yeah. But. Brian Cranston. Ah, there God. you go. Yeah. I love the Family Guy episodes where they... Episode where it, it's not even a... They bring him on... It's not uh, animated. And he says a line, and then they hand him an, uh, an Emmy because he won, like, I don't know, yeah. eight or nine Emmys or it, something it, like that. It did that. get a little excessive there. Yeah, it did. But it, but I love how Family Guy made fun of it, mm -hmm. or Seth MacFarlane made fun of it. He just delivers one line, and then you hear cheering, and they hand him an Emmy, and he goes, oh, another one of these? <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that. So Pretty uh, funny. It is. But Brian Cranston, today is his birthday, John Dawson. Let's keep this perfect game going. How old is he today? 63. You say 63. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 64. 
He was born March the 7th in the year of the Lord, 1956, so he's 67 today. So congratulations, Jonathan Massey. Right You break up the perfect game. It's 3-1. to one and, and, wow, how's that for a segue there? Uh, we've got one more birthday left. We went a little bit long with Chris Suggs there. So uh, the, the last birthday is Willard Scott. Do you know how old today Willard Scott is? Well, by God, let me tell you. Uh, now, he passed away back in 2021, uh, but if he were still alive today, he would be 89. He was born on March 7th, 1934. So there you go. Uh, Dawson wins today 4-1. Hey, local birthday today, Jan Parson. Happy birthday to Jan Parson with the Tourism Authority. We really do appreciate everything she does for our city. Hey, uh, again, want to thank uh, Chris Suggs. want to thank Dontrez Stiles. I want to thank uh, Richard Clark in our first hour. A great show. Tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Junior Smith III for you in our first hour. We're going to have Zach Holcomb in our second hour. He's got a big event happening later on this week. So, listen, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you at noon out at uh, Scott Whittington out at Fairfield Park. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>